<laughs> and welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System uh, with me, Chris Redding, and Sam Draper. Hello. Oh, and <laughs> I thought you were going to be more um, happy what? than that. Verbose? Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, and Alex Humphrey. Hey there. How are we doing? How are we doing? Good. good. Ready for good. more Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. This is a good double bill. Yeah. Uh... We, yeah, last week we did the uh, original Godzilla, so we saw how this franchise and character was invented, um, mm. the the backstory, the lore. Mm. The genesis. The genesis of one of Sam's most beloved mm. uh, franchises. Yeah. Um, Sam, you, what did you think when you first saw this new, well, this latest instalment? Well, I was extremely excited for it because obviously I was scarred by the terrible 98 one mm. and the trailers for this film were really good. Yeah. yeah. And um, Alex was kind enough to get me a ticket to the, the press screening of it and I went down there very, very excited. Okay. Yeah. I won't say any more until we talk about the rest of the film. But yeah, I was very... And also, like, I quite like Monsters, the, the guy I'd done before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were sitting so opposite... Called... Um, what's it, weren't we? Uh, Mark Commode. Mark Commode, yeah. 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 Was, he yeah. So, but, was he making... He was making notes. See, my, my thing to Sam was, because he was worried, and I was like, but you're seeing it for free, and yeah. you're seeing it early, so if it's terrible, you get to say early, you know, you get yeah. to say first, it's well, shit, that's kind of- and also, you didn't pay, so, yeah. like, this is bonus all around. Well, that's my constant yeah. defence with this podcast. It's free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is free. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so... You guys saw it when it first came out. I'm trying to remember whether I yeah. saw it when it first came out. Um, I probably did because I was a big uh, Gareth Edwards fan and mm. Brian Cranston fan, fan. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we're that's why we're doing Godzilla because it's one of Sam's favouritest things. But well, also because it's back in cinemas. It's mm. also back in cinemas, yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, direct sequel to this, this film. Direct is, sequel yeah. to this one. Yeah. Uh, but before we go any further, if anyone listening does want to suggest film for us to watch, you can just send us a message uh, at uh, mail at sciencefictionratingsystem.com and mm-hmm. uh, give us give us like your favourite sci-fi or just a sci-fi you think would be good for us to chat about and watch. Yeah. And rate and stick it into our ever-growing list, uh, which ranks them all from one to infinity. Right, let's move yeah. on. Okay, uh, Alex, did you have any prior notions of this film? Um, um, what, what, when, uh, bef- what, so yeah, seeing it again? Yeah. I hadn't seen it for ages. I hadn't seen it for a really so this, long time. Was this, this is sold as kind of a reboot, I guess? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I don't yeah. really totally understand, which I'll get onto. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I hadn't really seen any Godzilla other than the 90s one. The or you one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> Well, I just thought before then there were just men in suits. Yeah. Uh, but you weren't wrong Knocking that. over my <laughs> buildings, yeah. right? Yeah. And what I found interesting about the trailers, this had some epically good trailers, this film. Yeah. It did. It really did, yeah. Uh, and it uses the soundtrack from uh, 
2001 Space Odyssey in one of the trailers, and mm. I think it's in, it's in the film as well, right? The yeah. base jumping yeah. scene, yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I saw they'd used the same sort of design as the man-in-suit sort of creature in he's, some yeah. ways. Yeah, he's, yeah he's in, it's, the design of Godzilla in this is kind of a bit it's different, It's very anthropomorphic. It? It's not... Mm. He's supposed to be like a bear, and a it's a mixture of a bear, a Komodo dragon. Uh, what else is it? Uh, I think it's like a, the head of a hawk. Yeah, bears, dogs, and eagles for the head. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it, but it's supposed to be biologically plausible and realistic as possible. But <laughs> yeah, <All right>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Mm. I think he's too fat. Well, yeah. but you- it is a man in a suit. There was a lot of uh, fat shaming com- uh, comments. Uh, <laughs> yeah, many Americans. So, but shortly before release, many Japanese fans began to complain that Godzilla was too fat. Many American fans retaliated with anti-fat shaming comments. The cast was even asked about it during the Hollywood premiere. Most of them joked about the fiasco. Luckily, there have been reports of other Japanese fans defending the design, oh, saying okay. that Godzilla actually looks proportionate. Uh, explaining that he would need a big torso to hold up his own weight. He needs so, to move yeah. more like... Fat for a reason. He needs to have more quadrupedal. It'd be good if he went from like quadrupedal to bipedal a bit more. He, the, I think he looks like he was built um, with the idea of having a camera below him yeah. in oh. mind. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, mm. he's built to look up at. And when you see him in profile, yeah, you're like, yeah. he looks stupid. Yeah. Um, oh, I quite like the way he looks. Yeah. Right. So let's... Uh, get in. So we got a really nice uh, opening credit sequence. Are quite fantastic, enjoyed, brilliant credits. Right? Really yeah. good, incredible. Credits. I like how really it shows good. like some Cold War stuff. It's, redacted text. Yeah, yeah. Re- I love the redacted text bit. And yeah. did you read any of that redacted yes, text? Yes, I did. Yeah, I was pausing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there was actually the Cranston one was good. Since I've seen Godzilla, right, the uh, Kong. I yeah. noticed that there's like mentions of monarch in the in yep. them documents, which I never never really twigged with me before, which is interesting. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, so they actually say that like in the 1954 Godzilla, the the god of the Zillas, the <laughs> <laughs> the alpha predator of the world, yeah, yep. um, has basically been uh, killed, I guess. Or put is into it, is some it, sort it, of like hibernation. Gone back to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, nuclear sure tests, yeah. isn't it? The nuclear tests weren't tests. They yeah. were attacks on yeah, Godzilla kill to kill him. I like how they yeah. showed some like old nuclear footage and then yeah. some footage of its like back spines in there as well. It's yeah. quite interesting yeah. how that's no, done. It's really they're, well cl- done. they're clearly trying to like invoke the actual shots we saw in the 54 film on yeah. some of this as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some other footage in there which I thought was a bit weird. I can't remember what it was, though. There's certain clips in that opening stuff which was strange that they've included. I'll, I'll have a look. Did you, back. Did you see, uh, did you read the Brian Cranston redacted bit? Which no. Was, was it? Uh, it says, Walter Malcolm has claimed that government men dressed in white lab coats routinely appear at sites and shortly after the event, all residents are sworn to silence. So Walter Malcolm, obviously, mm. uh, that's his two characters, Walter White and from Malcolm yeah. Middle, isn't it? Whatever he's uh, saying, okay. So. Mm. Yeah, a little bit ding, of a ding. Uh, little bit of ding ding there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it all starts. I guess I would say it starts in a, like a real world environment where you've got like 
scientists and they've unearthed us like they're they're investigating some anomalies which have been coming out of the ground a collapsed yeah. mine yeah um and there's these giant spores of yeah like a uh, uh eggs of a dormant creature which which is interesting um it you know when you see like the geography of where they show all these happening because that's supposed to be in the philippines yeah. and then uh there's a nuclear power plant in japan which uh brian cranston's like working at mm-hmm. and it they show later in the film that these things are burrowed towards that and it's like thousands of miles <laughs> didn't make any sense at all no like why no. did they say it was in the philippines why didn't they say it was closer to japan yeah i don't know yeah, is that the closest nuclear test there was to the japan i don't know um maybe um can i say a word to the yeah. casting at this point yeah. um obviously you've got ken watanabe as um dr serizawa who mm. was in the old film i love him he's yeah. great who He's good, but he's got like a permanent look of shock for the whole film, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Bit, well, Mouth's like, hanging he's like open. Renter, uh, uh, yeah, Zakuza, uh, and uh, Juliette Binoche. It's weird casting, isn't it? What is she doing in a Godzilla film? No, I know. It's like very art house sort of. Well, I you know, read that all the people that are in it are all Gareth Edwards' first choices, and he got yeah. them all, but they are all a bit odd. But yeah, yeah. maybe he just said, I want those people, and they all said, yeah, all right then. Like, okay, yeah, it yeah. is odd. Yeah, and Sally Hawkins as well. She's normally like like yeah. a kind of independent little weird mm. little British films, isn't she? She's not really a blockbuster. And whoever plays the military guy, who's horribly miscast, isn't he? Yeah, the yeah. Kurt sort of oh, the Admiral. It's yeah. The, yeah, he's in the Bourne films. He's yeah. one of the people in that. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't just mind a bit. Him. He doesn't have much gravitas, does he? Not at all. No, no, no. Mm. no. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, I, maybe that's deliberate. I don't know. Anyway, well, the director Gareth Edwards was on a high after his film Monsters, wasn't he? And mm. yeah. this was yeah. his first big, big one. Um, with a budget of 160 million dollars, which is funny up there, up there. Mm. Yeah, so uh, we meet Brian Cranston and his wife working this nuclear power plant. Um, yeah. And basically, long story short, this whole... Oh, it takes a while for things to get going, doesn't it? Because yeah. About an hour and a half? About an hour yeah. and a half. <laughs> it's really silly. Yeah, so I'm just going to like <laughs> scoot through some of this because it is yeah, yeah. a little bit boring. Until... Well, it's also it's also really silly because what this whole opening is. Oh, here's this American guy who's telling all the Japanese people that they've missed a load of stuff. Yeah, that he it's kind of a bit like this is kind of where Godzilla. Like this is why I could see how like Japan could get annoyed because it's like the idea that this American is the only one who kind of gets it and he knows that the the rumblings or the earthquakes yeah. they're not earthquakes they're actually something else and yeah. it's just a bit patronizing at this point like yeah he's like, like they've been the nuclear expert telling them that they're all fucking yeah up. Um, yeah and basically i think the implications are this there's a meltdown at this plant mm. uh caused by we don't know at this point what it's really caused by but the his wife is stuck behind the uh the blast door mm. Yeah. And we have that moment where he sees his wife through the glass. And that was sort yeah. of shown in the trailer. And that's supposed to be, by that point, I don't know whether you're supposed to give a shit about this because we've yeah. only really, not really seen don't, much of them yeah. or understand 
much about them. The whole like arc with Brian Craxton's character and the way this builds up and yeah. obviously him dying quite soon yeah. feels really Very off odd. to me as though something went wrong because yeah. it just seems so... Yeah. I don't know, like, like you say, like you're not you meant to care, but you, they've not set up right, are they at all? No. It's very strange. Yeah, and it's his birthday as well. <laughs> yeah, worst yeah. birthday ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, and I guess then he's he's sort of then goes off on a a personal mission after that meltdown, and the whole area is quarantined, like a whole city's quarantine, which is interesting. Mm. He's sort of fifteen goes, years later. Yeah, we scoop forward. To when he has a his son's grown up, and mm. but he is still on a personal research mission to find out what caused that meltdown and and the yeah. deaths of those people, and then the quarantine of this whole city. So that's kind. Which, so he he's a bit of a madman in yeah. his in his house, really. And that is his son's bad. own bomb disposal. Ex- oh, sorry, Alex, go on. No, I was just going to say that Brian Cranston's character, you know, the idea of a man who's lost his family and he believes in this conspiracy theory, but no one else believes him. And then he then ends up being part of the team that actually is going to, like, discover the truth about the monster. And, like, you know, that whole concept of, like, oh, everything you thought is actually true. Mm. That setup happens in a lot of films and there's Mm. nothing wrong with him as a character. I think... Had he carried on as the main lead in the film, yeah, okay, it made more sense. Okay, he's a bit older, but so what? Why does it need to be a twenty-year-old? Like the weird thing that I the sort of the main problem really for me is that all the characters feel like they're from different film. Like, yeah, yeah. And it seems like you, there's such an easy way of like the fact that his son's a bomb disposal expert. Yeah. So then, all the way through the film, he kind of feels like he shouldn't be there. Like, it's yeah. it would have been a lot easier to make this film flow better by just choosing different professions for him even you know <laughs> or different times for him to die um i think the other really big problem with this film is that um they it's like they want to have i think the biggest problem with this film is he gareth edwards wants to have his cake and eat it in that Correct. he, he yeah. wants to make this idea of you know i think kemal tarby and sally hawkins are the most interesting characters i love the idea of these like scientists who are almost like religious fanatics obsessed with godzilla like just do it like don't they don't care about the world almost they're almost like clinical scientists that like the fact that they just believe in godzilla they believe that he's the answer they you know they don't even think that anyone should intervene they just like they're kind of related to the scientists in the first movie in that respect though yeah yeah like he's like yeah he's a very good is a direct line between yeah, them and the, the the guy, the the father in that. And Does he it, and even think, say that he's related to them? I can't remember. Is he? Well, I don't know. The name is the same as the one-eyed yeah. guy, isn't it? But, yeah, they don't, they don't mention it, do they? Yeah, so yeah. that character, those two characters to me are really interesting. And the film almost kind of goes, yeah, they are interesting. But then equally, the film wants to have a conventional guy. Oh, he's in the military. Oh, he's got a conventional wife. She's a nurse. Mm. Oh, they've got a son. And like those characters... Don't and then you've got Brian Cranston who's like again kind of makes sense and then suddenly just dies and like yeah. it's not even clever it's not like Psycho spoilers um it's not like where you're like oh my god like <laughs> oh my god what a shock I thought it was all going to be about Brian Cranston it's not it just feels like a bit weird like he, his death is actually just a bit rubbish well, well, I think what they achieved in the original which they haven't managed to here is like mixing the small stories with the big yeah and yeah, yeah. they've completely missed the personal human story in this film mm. because yeah. we just have we 
I don't know if they just expect us to literally scoot from father to son and take that emotion along and connect them yeah. across the generations. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it also feels like he's like Gareth Edwards has said. I don't want this to be like Independence Day. I don't want it to be an Air Force pilot. Mm. I don't want it to be like a, a I don't know a military dad or something like that. I want something more interesting. Mm. So I have a power plant worker and a, and a yeah. bomb disposal mm. expert. Yeah. But then he's put them into a Hollywood film, hasn't he? So it just yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't mesh at all. Like it doesn't. It know. could. I mean, I think I'm sure there are ways to make that work. It's definitely just, yeah, yeah. It wasn't not this. It, no, <laughs> yeah. it just wasn't done in a in the right way. And I think it's mainly because. Uh, it, it's just a little bit muddled because we lose Cranston so early and mm, yeah, if we would yeah. have just kept... I mean, there's no real reason why he had to die for me. No. No. No, because uh, it doesn't prove anything What does it do in terms of motivation or anything? No. No, because the switch in the motivation for the young kid is when he believes him and goes to the to the um, site. He's already done yeah. that. Yeah. He's already, got, he's already on board with it. No, um, and in fact, the one thing Brian Cranston says is do anything to protect your family. And actually, all this fucking dickhead does is put his family in danger because he tells them he's coming back to the San Francisco yeah, yeah. and then just doesn't come back and doesn't call them or tell them what's going on. So he actually puts them in danger. So he doesn't learn anything. Yeah. And the thing is, Brian Cranston's character is not that well fleshed out, but he is such a good actor that somehow, like, you are just, like, on his You're side. Really like, yeah, like, yeah. that scene when they get they go back to the the zone and they get captured and he's like freaking out in the room and like oh, I want to see my you know like when he, he starts crying like it's it's a pretty he's just a really good actor like he's just it, it, he can sell that somehow unfortunately the guy you're left with the guy that's the guy out of Quicksilver out of Age of Ultron mm. um, he's yeah, not he's good terrible. enough he's not a good yeah. enough like yeah. he's not a good enough actor he just looks kind of yeah looks a bit confused if, all the way through I wonder if the way to do it would be to have made Cranston Dr. Serizawa, right? So that he's married to a Japanese woman who dies. Mm. He yeah. loses his eye or whatever in that first fight. And he's gone conspiracy theory. But he could become the, the main, he could become the leading mind in something which is useful to them. Yeah. But, he, but yeah, his, his craziness could have made the way to call... He's obsessed yeah. with killing Godzilla. So you could have yeah. Ken Watanabe there still who's like obsessed with like mm. find out about him. And then thing is Serizawa who's, who wants to kill him. Mm. So keep him around. Is like That's mm. why he's gone mad. He's, he's so obsessed with trying to kill Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. More interesting. Well, anyway, yeah. back to the story. We are. He intrudes onto the into the quarantine zone uh, with his son to go back to his house to get some files which he had of recordings of seismic activity which originally mm. happened fifteen years ago, and he gets arrested. And what they do is they take him instead of taking <laughs> him out of the quarantine zone, like what you do with arrested people. <laughs> Yeah, is yeah. that you take them to the centre where there's the very, the really yeah. top secret, <laughs> top, yeah. top, top, top secret thing going on. Yeah. And uh, put, and then interrogate them in the store cupboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's that's super basically dumb, how it? you deal with that scenario situation. <laughs> and, and we kind of then learn that 15 years ago, one of these like burrowing chrysalists, mm. which I don't understand how they burrowed there, if they're like yeah. these eggs, how yeah. the fuck but did they, that happen? Yeah, they did. But they're not yeah. like creatures at that point, right? Or they don't know. Um, anyway. I don't know. They don't know. Is there? The Muto. Mut- well, Muto. Well, it's not a Muto yet. And then... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a big egg. Mm, and yeah. a pointy egg. Moot egg. And what they've done 15 years, and they've just kind of just watched it sucking all this energy going... 
oh, yeah. I hope this doesn't go bad. 15 yeah, years. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Let it suck up all the energy. Ooh, yeah. I don't, uh, the way they justify it in the script, I can't quite remember how they justify it, but it's mad. It's insanity. Mm. But also the fact they then decide, oh, we've got to destroy it. Yeah, last minute, last minute. <laughs> sudden, fucking yeah. turn on the electric fence. Yeah. Like yeah. some fucking like uh, Jurassic Park shitty electric fence they put around it. Yeah. No, uh, it doesn't really make any sense at all. Yeah. I like the, the sound scale of, it, of the where it starts going. Oh, it's a brilliant sound, yeah. yeah. So I'll draw your attention again to the, uh, the sound design thing I put up on... Yeah, I'm going to watch that definitely. Maybe yeah. we could put a link to that on the site. I don't know what. Good idea. Yes, right. it's excellent. And they show how they made all the sounds, and they're all lot of the sounds are hypersonic recordings. So they record it like a million hertz or something of like a oh, chair right. scraping on the ground. So it'd be like, Eek! and then they elongate it. You get like, and it's like it's incredible how they did it. Clever. Yeah. So. I think that's that's the one of the redeeming features of the film actually is the sound design. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, so then this thing breaks free, this creature, this insectoid winged sort of beast. Mm. Uh and then it's dubbed oh there's a big evacuation, loads of people fucking die. Uh, Cranston dies and they evacuate to a uh aircraft carrier or something out and Saratoga Saratoga yeah. and it's dubbed the MUTO which is massive unidentified terrestrial organism mm. <laughs> ooh uh, and yeah so and then, and then there's a lot, bit of science and explanation how they they show the two well the one signal going towards the the radioactivity and then they find there's another one going mm. In across, also burying across the Atlantic uh, Pacific Ocean, so it's burying literally half the Earth yeah. to it's weird, isn't it? to Vegas. Yeah, and um, this is what Cranston's done, isn't it? Like he's worked out that echolocations going on between yeah. the two yeah. creatures. That's his whole yeah. thing, which they kind of work out themselves anyway, don't they? And yeah, like at the last minute, fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. And then someone prints out like the uh, the sound wave. <laughs> There's a lot of like you know like in Star Trek, a bad Star Trek episode where they like all be stood around and someone will go, oh, what if we do X to Y or put the yeah. put the this in the this to do this, yeah. and they all go, oh yeah, that's brilliant. And it's kind of that kind of like plot development, isn't it? Where mm. they kind of yeah, if they just get it seems that no one's talked to anybody at any point in these 15 years. As soon as they go face to face, they work it out in seconds. Yeah. It's very they've got this huge, yeah. massively funded secret thing in there like in uh japan and they just can't they've no one's done any work for 15 years no yeah uh, it's not yeah, yeah. it's strange well so, thought out at all yeah so one of the mutos attacks a russian submarine mm, as they track it as it moves across the pacific mm-hmm. and then i say conveniently uh cranston's son I'll keep calling him Cranston. I don't really yeah. care what his character's name is. Uh, Ford, isn't it? Ford, Ford, yeah. Yeah. Ford. Well, the most weird thing is that he played Quicksilver and yeah. obviously Olsen was Scarlet Witch, so they're brother and sister. And yeah. in this, they're husband and wife. But the, the, the that Avengers film was the, the next year. So yeah. they would have already been cast as brother and sister in the Avengers. Yeah. 
But playing husband and wife in this, that must have been a bit of an odd actor. They probably only like filmed together for like a day. Yeah, you know? I guess. Just a bit of a weird a dynamic they are, to like they are get over. Yeah, but <laughs> acting, you know. Uh, Air commas, I mean, acting, yeah. you know. Uh, he's been evacuated via Hawaii where the Muto yeah. next turns up. And yeah, you've got this yeah. whole airport sequence where he's on the monorail and he's got uh, there's a lost kid with him, so he's looking after yeah, this kid. So, but explain to me what is the point of this at all? No, because I know it's so. He gets split up, and then he just then he just, just finds each other his parents. Yeah. I really think that this like scene like this shows you how number where they've gone so horribly wrong and where the original went so right because. Ultimately, so yeah, maybe you're supposed to go, oh, look, just a normal family and their kids been split up. Oh, what a terrible thing. But because it's related to that character, it just... Brian Cranston's son, Ford, he's just like, he's so ridiculous that he just kind of seems to stumble into every situation that involves Godzilla rather than just like in the original where it was like, look, here's some generic people. Oh my God, they're being attacked. Oh, look, here's some reporters or here's some scientists or here's some military. And you got it. You get what it's saying. But because every scene has to link back to him or link back to Olsen, it just feels dumb. Like, I why think half are they... the problem is, is because these creatures are covering so much ground, like literally yeah. half the planet, that they also have to somehow show the human characters covering that ground. Yeah, which it doesn't make sense. It doesn't so make it doesn't sense. work, no. No, and again, that's why if, if they really had just gone... I really think that if he had made the decision to just go... That you know that the two scientists, they're the character, like they're the leads, and almost there's a distance to Godzilla, like almost like we're watching this from afar, and like how mucked up is that? It would be so much better. Even if he wants the story he's got now, it's so easy to fix. You just say it takes them a few months to get across the, the globe. Mm. Yeah. So by that time, yeah, uh, there. Ford's back in San Francisco. You know, it's yeah. an easy fix, isn't it? To yeah. a, to a problem. Yeah. No, it, it's really yeah. It's weird. I think yeah. it, and what what annoys me more. Is like, especially like in this bit where like that shot is amazing when it, when you see like from inside the um, airport and the plane gets like knocked over and then it rolls and then it hits Godzilla's foot and then it just scans yeah. up. How many people are killed? Oh, in so this whole many people thing. in this film. Because if all them planes are like fully fueled yeah. with people on. No, tons. Like it, so many people. It's crazy. Yeah. That, that shot, Alex, is really, really controversial, isn't it? That shot. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the they they like they pan up and they show Godzilla's fort and they cut away, don't they, mm. to watching it on TV and you yeah. don't see any of it, mm. and so you kind of like teasing it. But yeah. At this point, we're about an hour into the film. Mm. Yeah. And it's but see again, I think almost see what my problem with this film is. I think there are moments of absolute brilliance and beauty, and it it yeah, doesn't couple, ever yeah. commit to. I think like yeah. So to me. If they changed this film, the way to change it and what would have been a really interesting and like different take on Godzilla would be the idea that there are these two scientists, they almost worship Godzilla and they always stay at a distance and mm. all you ever see is like real people and then these mm. horrific attacks, but mm. you're almost watching it from a distance, like how they keep doing these shots where you're seeing something and then mm. suddenly a door is closed on you or suddenly yeah, it yeah. cuts away. And the idea that like these creatures are like gods, almost you can't mm. look at them, it's, too, it's almost too big for a human to understand... And that yeah. as an idea, almost like an art house film, but with Godzilla. That's like Cloverfield in a way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like that would work so well. And the myth of Godzilla and the kind of concept would would have been such 
so I just original. think they just need to simplify it a little bit. It's just there's too many like mm. steps in this, which yeah. is are totally yeah, unneeded. Like yeah, this whole thing yeah. of like the Mutos turn up in the Philippines and then having to make their way to Japan. Why didn't yeah. they just come through the Earth's crust at the nuclear power plant? Mm. Yeah. Like, or well, why wasn't the whole film set in Japan? Why did it need to come to America? I can understand why they want to get like some American cities smashed up. Um, yeah. Or even but, just it was Japan and San Francisco. Why? Yeah. Why do you need this Hawaiian yeah. bit? Like, why do you need Philippines? Why do you need? Yeah, it's a yeah. very convoluted. It's also, as well, in, it does hop a lot of um, locations, but it felt very small for me. Yeah, to me, that, that like um, like the army generals in like two rooms mm. in the whole film. Mm. Elizabeth yeah. Olsen's either in her front room or in a hospital yeah. uh, reception. Mm. Like yeah. The actual location shots it feel like a very small mm. film in a way. It's not got that kind of Independence Day. No, you know, yeah, a no, hundred location sort of feel to it. Has it at no. the start of the film? It was. Re- no. I mean, it was like the story is. The screenplay was the guy that wrote Skull Island. The story was uh, a guy that wrote Doom and The Expendables. But then yeah. Frank Darbon did additional work to it. David S. Goya did work on it. And another person did work on it. So I just think it was a problematic script that no one obviously yeah. had a way of... Fi- like, like you know, Chris is right. There were very simple fixes, but someone obviously didn't see those because they were many- like... I mean, development of this sort of stuff when you've got all these fucking people getting involved. Mm. Yeah. Uh, everyone's I mean, got I think, ownership of it and everyone's yeah. got That's their the little thing, idea that like, they get in and it's like... Oh. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that Gareth Edwards had Rogue One taken off him and got yeah. sacked, basically, from the Godzilla sequel, yeah. he obviously just lost control of the film, didn't he? Totally, yeah. from the way it's shot. Or wasn't also, imagine, like, it's it. his first big, big thing. I, you yeah. know, I can sort of sympathize with him in the sense of like it i mean how do you even you can't yeah. go in and throw your weight around on that like no no, no totally yeah um i think the the biggest sort of indicator of that is you know that's you know the scene they do the base jump yeah. and which is a beautiful scene and stuff like that isn't it and well shot and you can yeah. see that a lot of care is important to that mm, and yeah someone has storyboarded that you know in, in what yeah, gareth edwards does is does very good scenes He's good. Yeah. At, he's, he's always said it's way of filmmaking is he makes yeah. scenes and then connects them in some way. That's and literally that's what he's not he done says. that, have they? Because because that character shouldn't be in that plane. Mm, no. There's no other reason to do what they're doing. No, no. And that little two minutes shot is yeah. perfect, isn't it? Yeah. But everything around it is so disjointed yeah. and rubbish, isn't it? It's yeah. it's. Uh... Well, we move to the main showdown, which is in Trafa- in um, sorry San Francisco, San Fran, yeah, underneath the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Um, there's all this. Uh, Basically, the whole nave is there. Yeah, you know what? What I was sort of troubled by when I first saw it is how it seemed like Godzilla and the navy were like in like mates all the way through because yeah. they're like oh they're like yeah. moving together. It's like have I missed a film where there's like yeah. a Godzilla <laughs> film yeah. and they fight Godzilla and then Godzilla becomes friends with them somehow? Yeah, I've, it's like I've missed a whole step here. Um, yeah, I mean, they do. There is even a bit when on that bridge, when mm. the military by mistake fire missiles, yeah. and Godzilla actually cut like yeah, get, yeah, hit, it hits them, him yeah. instead of hitting the bus. So you're almost yeah, a bit like, oh, yeah. is he protecting humans? Which yeah, yeah. kind of isn't really like that's going down the the silly. It's kind of stupid. Like, all, all them ships, or like, <laughs> all them ships bubbing around when he comes out the water. It looks really bad. I think that. Oh, well, like, like it looks like it's that, in the that bath. whole scene though. Like they've already seen him at, in Hawaii. Yeah. They know what he's 
what does and doesn't damage him. Yeah. Mm. Why put those ships there? What's the point? They know he's just going to go round them. And like, also, I understand why they. Yeah, and in real in real terms, them ships are way too close together. Close to together. Fight. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively. That it, they it's don't ridiculous. you don't have them like you don't have them that close to each other to do to be yeah. any sort of use. <laughs> mm. Um you know excuse me, you know Alex saying how he's the good guy in that. Um I don't know if you remember that before the film came out they didn't really say either way whether he was a bad or a good Godzilla. Yeah. And there was that sort of because he it turns out oh he's a good Godzilla, Godzilla's Earth's protector, and they're doing that in the yeah. new one as well, which which is alright. I don't like it, it's a bit stupid. Yeah. But um like watching this the first time, I think you're meant to not be sure, are you? Yeah. But as you say, it's so obvious that yeah, yeah, he's got this weird sort of conflicted view of things. It just doesn't work at all, does it? No, because they're trying. Because at this point, they're still trying to con- uh, present him as a force of nature, aren't they? Yeah. But then he's just a very delicate force of nature. Yeah, yeah. Way, and, and also, <laughs> the, if you went, uh, if from the off you were on the side of the scientists, and they were like. No, he's a goodie, and then suddenly yeah. you saw him actually like destroying stuff, and you've got people like in the original going, "Well, now hold on, we need to kill this thing," and they're like, mm. "No, no, no, he's actually trying to protect us." That's all, already that's quite an interesting idea that mm. they actually need him to kill those the Mutos, mm. but mm. but by by but by letting him like let let them fight by doing that, you are actually going to kill thousands of human beings because mm. that's just what Godzilla does. He can't he can't help it. That's just and how there's he just fights. all this through all of this. There's this subplot. Where they're trying to deliver a clockwork, uh, yeah, yeah, nuclear clockwork weapon, yeah. nu- nuclear yeah. bomb, yeah. of which they've only got one. The whole U.S. Yeah. military establishment or, uh, have yeah, only, one of these, and two people that understand it. One two people, even, yeah, one of yeah. which wasn't even in the, the team that built oh, it. Oh god. <laughs> and I don't want to. So I don't want to be a science killer again here. But even if the trigger is clockwork. Mm. The the way a nuclear bomb works, it's load. It's like if you've ever seen it, it's like a load of explosives in a like a a, a sphere of explosives with yeah. like the uranium in the middle, and it yeah. all has yeah. to be triggered at once. That sphere of explosives, so it's equally pushed in equally from all directions. Mm. So that's why a nuclear bomb is difficult because you have. It's the timings of all that. All them okay. detonations of all them things so, in in that orb clock, around the clock, uranium, clock, but it's all triggered by it's still electricity you need because mm, it's still a yeah. spark that you need. So even if it's clockwork, the actual timer, yeah, it's there's still an electrical component there, so mm. it's still fucked. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the the EMP thing is actually quite cool because it yeah, does it's great, not, it, and yeah, I like how they show it in like the like the diagrams in the war room of like this mm. sphere and it moves around and it's literally their planes and stuff can't go within that and that yeah. makes huge sense yeah and it's yeah. a cool idea yeah. and it's also like suddenly everything goes dark which but is would quite... them ships and the tanks not work though i don't know in the city and this you know because they're just mechanical aren't they they're not mm. the ships the tanks the tanks and the ships they're sophisticated yeah. pieces of equipment they mm. they don't work without microchips well, they're not working, are they? Well, the, well, no, they. I don't know. Maybe not at that stage. We don't see them, I guess. But it, yeah. it's almost like they have that idea, and then they kind of piss it away. Oh, that's because... probably why they want to set off some rockets before they get within the zone. Yeah, yeah. They want to. They want to unleash some firepower. Again, though, with this whole bomb thing, like 
why work so hard to make this work when there are so many different ways of mm. making this film without having to put this stupid bomb thing together? Yeah. It almost felt as though like the film was funded by someone who's trying who's to get bomb disposal experts. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, they're trying to cut the funding for bomb disposal experts. They're like, okay, yeah. put a film out and yeah. show that they're really important. It's it was a, actually it's funded a by uh, what, arms dealers. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, it doesn't. And it's no, like it's, they've gone again straight to the nuclear well. option as well, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it, and, it, and you don't care about his character at all. Like, yeah. You no, just, you're just rubbish. not bothered. He's not very good. No. He's not, he's not interesting. They should have got the napalm out because actually, out of all the things that they could use, napalm would be the thing to use. Hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good to see a, a Hollywood film where the American military or the American Navy do fail. That's quite good. Yeah. They're the best disaster movies where that happens. Yeah, and I mean in this they don't they do fail like they do yeah. need there isn't it would they wouldn't win without Godzilla like with that EMP a... thing that is a really good sort of uh, answer to it and that's mm. uh, that's you know as a thing which would render you know all weapons useless that's a a good mm. thing yeah. Um, they yeah. don't, don't fail in a satisfying way, do they? Though? There's no. not really a no. payoff to it. No, <laughs> no. It just sort of stops, doesn't it? Films kind of stops. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like they sussed out the MP uh, too early on. It should have been yeah. where they literally gather all their forces and are ready to do something, and then they've discovered there's yeah, an EMP. That would have been- yeah, that'd have yeah. been really cool. Like in yeah. the desert, like the whole army yeah. and the whole air force and everything fucking yeah. lines up. Yeah. No, that would have been a really cool scene. That would you um, could imagine it, that that would looked really good as well. Yeah, this whole last section as well, when you do finally see Godzilla actually fight Amuto, it's mm. so dark, isn't it? it it's oh, really, this film visually is too dark. You can't mm. see yeah. what's going on, and they don't have an excuse for how dark it is. It's not like no, the original. One hundred sixty million dollars. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. Now I do like the Halo jump bit. Oh, that's brilliant! It's so uh, good. And I do like. I do like when we finally see him do his uh, radioactive breath. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sound where it goes up his spine. Wicked. Yeah. But I think um, that, is, that is, like I said, that's what's the, the biggest travesty of this film is there are moments, there are scenes that are just so good and they look so good. But yeah. then there's so, you know, out of two hours, it's quite long, isn't it? Yeah. There's what, maybe like half an hour of like amazing yeah. and an hour and a half of just like a bit frustrating and a bit yeah. mediocre. Yeah. You know? I said it's 10 minutes of amazing and, and like two of those are the credits. Yeah. <laughs> the, mm. There's just too much. They, they back themselves in too many like into science holes, which just they yeah. can't get out of. All sorts of holes, yeah. Uh, yeah. You like where they have to go and get disarm the warhead. That's the yeah. whole, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then they can get on a boat and just start it, even though everything's supposed to be fucked. Um, mm. I don't know. It's weird. No, it's it, really weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird film. And their radios and, work. And you know, you either have everything or you don't. I think with EMPs, I think. But I think I think Sam's really right. What he said at the start. I think it feels like there are. It feels like you've got characters from different films put mm. in to one film. You know, like the, the husband and wife and their kid, that is from a real, like a kind of Michael Bay film or like a, like a very trashy, big budget Hollywood, you know. And then you've yeah. got like Sarah's, um, yeah, the, the Ken Watabi and Sally Hawkins, they're, they're from a very different film completely. 
and almost Brian Cranston's from a different film. He's all from yeah. like a weird like conspiracy theory, a bit more of a kind of alt sci-fi film. Yeah. And they just don't, those people don't, shoving them all well, together that, doesn't work. And Godzilla and how they portray it's a yeah. different film. Yeah, he's, he, he yeah. isn't a Godzilla who, really, like Aaron Taylor Johnson's character needs the 98 Godzilla mm. to make him make mm. more sense. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. This, this Godzilla was, isn't yeah. that. It's, this is this is the trying to get the force of nature Godzilla, mm. but with a mission, which, I mean, I think that's the, the new one, hopefully, is leaning into the campy side of it because they've shown, like, that he's... He's been here since the beginning, and there's, yeah. there's cave paintings and stuff like that. And obviously, like Ghidorah was in it, and stuff it's gonna be more ridiculous. Mm. But this one isn't a fu- it's not campy enough, is it? It's not serious enough. It's not anything. No, it's been pulled two different directions, isn't it? No, and I, I really do think they completely. I don't see what he doesn't. Godzilla doesn't really represent anything in this film. Like no, there's no subtext. At no, all, is there it? isn't no. a subtext. He's just a giant, big, cool monster that we should have just let fight in the first place because he would have sorted it all out we all ultimately the plan should have been evacuate anywhere where they're going and let them which deal could with be it. literally anywhere by the looks yeah of yeah. Like, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah or maybe try and lead them to somewhere maybe if they put that if, if the point is they're attracted to the bomb aren't they because it's radiation mm. why didn't they put the bomb in the middle of the desert you're like telling in... me there isn't a stronger source of radiation than the other side of the planet in the middle of america oh, i know I mean, Japan's full of nuclear power stations. Yeah. No, it's just uh, it's just stupid. Although that shot when he rips the Muto's head open and breathes fire down its throat, that is. Visually, there's some really interesting little scenes and little sequences which, on a just on a visual scale, really are memorable. You know, yeah. like when we first see Godzilla in, in it's the Chinatown, and you see all the Chinese oh, lanterns. I love you know, that. Yeah, there's some nice, yeah, yeah. really cool bits yeah. to it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, there's, a, there's some real flair to things, bits. like the opening credits, and uh, yeah, you know. But it just needs like a proper story. Mm. Like, yeah, it can be simple than simpler than this in story terms. This no, is again, like, I think way too yeah, convoluted. Yeah, you're bang on, Chris. It's, they, someone's made a way more complicated story out of this than they needed to. And not even, like, clever, like, complicated. Just, like, too many places, too many, like... Too many little half ideas. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it yeah. be good if the yeah. clockwork, like, trigger on the bomb? Oh, yeah, and wouldn't yeah. it be good if, like... Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Have, um, have either of you seen Skull Island? Yeah. No, I haven't. No. Because I was just thinking, that's kind of got a lot of the similar problems, hasn't it, in a way? of like Yeah, and that's a period as well. That's like that. set in the 70s as well, isn't it? Yeah. So that's got some lovely shots in it, hasn't it? Some really nice bits. Oh, like absolutely, it, um, yeah. I mean, again, he's very and also, and... incredible trailer. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they've got yeah. the best people on the trailer. <laughs> and the posters. And the posters. That yeah. Apocalypse Now Kong poster. The visuals are amazing the really on good. all of them. Yeah. The art design and, you know, what they want it to look like is top-notch. Mm. Um, so what we are we concluding here that the new film is going to be terrible because ultimately they they're very good at making trailers but not very good at making films. <laughs> it is worrying, yeah. yeah. Especially as the last trailer was a lot worse than the previous trailers. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They gave a lot more away, and it felt a lot more like this sort of film. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, story ends with Godzilla wakes up and returns to the sea. He has a rest, yeah. yeah. He's the king of the monsters. Again. And the saviour of the world. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, so, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, and Ford gets his wife back. Yeah, yeah, Ford gets his wife back. Don't forget that. Yeah, uh, his wife's sister. <laughs> and the world is probably a different place after all. Then people have been killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's not um, discuss that. I guess uh, let's not think about just, that. Just uh, one more note uh, about the Elizabeth Olsen's character. When I saw Endgame, I thought she's a really good act- actor. She's like. Mm. Um, she sells the sadness with a nice lip quiver. Mm. Yeah. And then in this film, she did the exact same lip quiver, which made me think I've been hoodwinked. And she just got a good handle <laughs> on yeah. her lip moving around. She knows around. how to use that uh, lip. Yeah. 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 I, I don't yeah. think she's very good. Yeah. No. no. I was hoodwinked. Yeah, you were. Cool. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, ranking time. Let's rank it. It's really uh, hard. It's really hard to go first. Let me stop. Um, bear with me. It is kind of hard to rank because there are some really interesting. Yeah. In my scenes. head, I'm like thinking about it now, and all I'm thinking about is all those really cool shots. And, and it's kind of good, really a good quality visuals. movie in terms of. Yeah. A lot of things. But, 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 the, but the, the, the basically what's on the page is garbage. Mm. It's a disappointment. Yeah. I'm going to say 74. Oof. Uh, which is. Oof. Below Real Steel and above Mad Max. See, I was looking around late sixties as well, around them and, and Hunger Games. My reasoning for that is that, like Mad Max and Interstellar, mm. um, both have large elements that are really good. Mm. Like Mad Max, the setup yeah, is yeah, yeah. is a good idea. Interstellar obviously looks perfect, but both have massive. Flaws Interstellar in how is a play. similar yeah, sort of thing right. in terms of like yeah. little ideas that don't really work together. No, it would not up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, yeah. So perhaps seventy three actually yeah. or seventy one. I'll decide Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think you're bang on there. I think that's a good shout. It, it should be with those things because it's got the same. It suffers yeah. the same problems. Yeah, yeah. Well Ooh, done. Cool. Yeah. Seventy three. That was easy. We're in. Yeah. So the original Godzilla's beaten its ass basically. <laughs> Like, Which it should, because yeah. it's a much better film. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we all saw that as well. I was worried. <laughs> so, and it's kind of good. a shame, though, because the tools are available. Yeah, we yeah we could do better. Yeah, we, we could. could, and and there are, like we say, there are moments that are amazing. And I have a suspicion this new one's going to be crap. Yeah, me too. Now, <laughs> I was I was cautious, optimistic, but I do worry. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, they'll we, just deliver a lot of monster fights. Yeah, well, there would be a lot I, I, of monster I do fights. think, though, I mean, yeah, that's that's all the film would be. I, I've got a feeling it'll be like Pacific Rim in that, like, mm. you'll have a lot of nothing and then a, a big finale that'll be good fun, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think the Hollywood will, will get it right eventually. I do think there's a, there is a, there's a good Godzilla film waiting to be made there and someone will do it eventually, mm. I hope. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, well, let's yeah. hope. For me, I always thought it was just a really stupid premise, like a really stupid... That's why I never connected with it. I never was never interested in Godzilla. Do you still think that now, or are you more? I can kind of think of a way that I could come to terms with justifying it in a on a yeah. sort of science basis. I think it could be done in a in a in a tasteful manner. Um, yeah, and the problem, and that would probably be not really getting bogged down as far as where it fucking comes from mm. and kind yeah. of how the Matthew Broderick one does. It's kind of a thing. It just appears, <laughs> just appears and fucks up a town. Mm. Like, 
has loads of babies. Yeah, has babies on roller skates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On roller skates. <laughs> Isn't there a bit where they're on the roller? Don't they get on? Ro- Isn't there a bit no, no. There's, I think they slide over because there's cokes, uh, can cokes, cokes of can, cokes of can, <laughs> can of okay. cokes. Uh, um, before we leave God's It Alone for a couple of years, uh, one more note I meant to mention last week was that at Christmas I mentioned Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. Oh, yeah. The Netflix one's yeah. really good. And I said, oh, we, I've seen the first one, it's brilliant, and there's two more to be made. The two sequels to it were terrible. Oh, <laughs> so oh that's sad. Don't bother, if you want to watch that, don't bother watching the sequels. They were, they were really So boring. it didn't, wasn't, was it not one whole story? Is it... it was, yeah, but the second one was just like really dull, and oh. then the end of it kind of, it, nothing really counted, and then the third one was just nonsense. So yeah, oh, don't, okay. don't watch those. First oh. one's great, though. Okay. Yeah, that is a yeah, shame. it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay then. Uh, so we've got that in the... In the uh, order there, hasn't really mm-hmm. hasn't really affected anything up the top. No, and, nope. uh Yeah, so if anyone out there has got another film that you want us to chat about, good, bad, ugly, whatever, we'll watch it. Um, yeah, get in touch at uh, mail at sciencefictionratersystem dot com or on any of the social media things. If you just go to sci-fi rating, send us a message. Okay, Bye. cool. Well, let's go to the past anyway and see what's happening next week. Welcome to the past. Uh, a few weeks ago, we rewatched Tron. It was still shit. It went down the list, in fact. Mm. You, oh. agreed as, you agreed, yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Even I. Yeah, um, no, as part I of that, agree. we mentioned Tron Legacy agree. and how we wanted to watch that and how I wanted to watch it in 4K. Mm. Apparently, there will never be a 4K version because they filmed it in 1080p. Oh. So unless they upscale it all... Oh, okay. How weird is that? It's very short-sighted for a very recent film, isn't it? Yeah, that it? is weird. Especially from Disney. You think they'd... Um, anyway. Um, uh, that's weird. I'm not sure. It's really that. weird, isn't it? I don't know how that's possible. They did it digital. It's filmed digitally in 1080p, if that makes sense. That's what I read. Um, and there were people saying... Yeah, I just don't know how that's possible because it'd be more work. <laughs> Are we talking about... Two thousand four, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, isn't, isn't like two K the baseline for stuff in terms of filming film? Well, yeah, yeah. cameras. Yeah. The you'd struggle to get a camera below two K in two thousand fourteen, yeah. and also, which isn't much more than than ten eighty two K. But the um, sometimes they even though they shoot in four K, they do all the VFX in HD because it's less yeah. render. Yeah. So they just end up down resing it all. But I don't know. Yeah. Sounds, sounds strange, sounds strange to me. but um, yeah, I mean, it might be all wrong. It was just on a like a you know a Tron forum, people moaning about the fact there's no 4K thing coming. Mm. But um, anyway, it looks good in 1080p. Mm. Alex, have you got a synopsis for us for Tron? Uh, do you know what? From what I can remember, <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't see these ones. You remember, I used to always prepare a, a nice synopsis, yeah. and Chris used to rib me for it. Yeah. Well, these days, we just decide to do the trailers, so I don't ever have a chance to. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, from what I can remember, the son of Flynn. Uh, yeah, that's Yes, the son of Flynn is sad because his dad disappeared years ago yeah. and no one knows where he went. The arcade shut. The arcade shut. Uh, there's only... And so he decides to break in. He finds the game, uh, the Vector little bridgey, flying bridges game, I think, isn't it that one? I don't He finds the game yeah. and somehow he gets sucked in the game and he learns that, in fact, his dad is still in that world, in the Tron world. And so is Tron, I seem to remember. And there's a baddie and he has to sort it out. I and Michael really. Sheen runs a very camp bar. 
Yes, and Daft Punk are in that scene. Yeah, Michael, yeah. it does work. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that is kind of it's. It, I mean, it is a sequel. It does have some of the same characters in. Um, it's got a very yeah. ropey um, early attempt to at, like you know the, the technology where they de age yeah. people on. Um, yeah. On, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Keith? Not Keith. Keith. What's his name? Keith. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Keith it's at Bridges. the beginning, isn't it? <laughs> Keith Bridges, yeah, it's at the beginning, isn't it? And he looks all like they've shot it in shadow, and it looks really odd. And yeah, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I remember it being. I saw that at the IMAX, and the bit too, that yeah. opened into IMAX, it was amazing, it looked really good. So yeah. yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this fulfills all the things I wished for Tron. Yeah, when we rewatched um, it. Chris, you've seen it, I guess. Have you seen it since the cinema? Yes. Yeah. We- yes, I saw it uh, last week. <laughs> Convenient. Right, okay, well, don't, don't say anything then. Let's watch the trailer for Tron Legacy. <laughs> Dead. Fair. Long time. You have no idea. I remember it not being very good, but because it just looked and sounded so incredible, yeah. I didn't really care about no, I, I think good. yeah, I think that is. I think it's got a bit more of a plot than Tron yeah. did, and yeah. it's less less kind of odd. I seem to remember, Definitely, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I still think it's pretty brave that they they made a, they bothered to make a sequel that like to a film people didn't really care about. Like it's kind of a weird one to go. You know, Tron is famous, but it's like it wasn't massive, was it? It's more of an oddity the original. So to go old, we yeah. just make a sequel. But yeah, well. Chris already knows his opinion, so... Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see what we think <laughs> next week. Uh, so yeah, join us for that, then. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. End of line. What is it? I forgot. Uh, Tron. Tron. <laughs> no, just, is it that one? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's Terminator 2. Oh, that's Terminator 2, yeah. <laughs> Tron, 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 yeah. End of line. <laughs> cool yeah so that that sounded great can't wait to watch that and yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> great so uh, if that's everything guys I'm going to say goodbye so it's goodbye okay. from me uh, goodbye from Sam over there bye goodbye from Alex goodbye uh, see you next time bye 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 bye